Learning and Development, Episode 5, Speed Date, written by Michelle Whelan, narrated by AI Voice Simulation, Ellie. So there we were, the three of us sitting in the local cafe having coffee. It has been a few weeks since I last saw Chuck, and we managed to finish off all of his online courses for him. He kept sending me little gifts to say thanks, like vape pens, oils, and gummy bears. I decided to try them out at home more, and I found myself getting used to the effect of CBD. I started to feel more like myself again. But I never saw Chuck again. I kind of miss him, and I do have principles. Just because we are not working on his courses now doesn't mean he is not a client. He still is. I wonder what he is up to. How's the coffee? The waiter asked as he came over. I looked up at him. He was cute and tall, with arms covered in tattoos and a bushy beard, and stood there with a smile. Fine, it's coffee. It tastes the same each time, not burnt and milky. I told him and took another sip. Can I get you anything else? Maybe a cake or croissant? He said. We have an amazing selection of baked goods. Before finishing his sentence, I said, Nar, all good here, just want coffee. Okay, but come and see me if you want more. And he walked off. I went back to drinking when I noticed both Chastity and Doug staring at me in disgust. What? I didn't like the way they stared. What is wrong with you, Sarah? Chastity said. I thought about this question. There's nothing wrong with me. I felt great. I'm fine. Why? Do I look sick? Doug sighed and placed his cup down. Sarah, that guy was flirting with you. I tried to replay the whole conversation in my head, trying to pinpoint where he was flirting. No, he wasn't. He was talking to all of us. No, he was talking to you. Chastity chimed in. He was looking at you mostly. Maybe I give out boss vibes and he only wanted to talk to the boss, I explained. That waiter likes you. He keeps looking over here, Doug added. I turned around to see and the waiter quickly changed his viewing direction. I really couldn't see what Doug was on about. I don't know what you're saying. Is this normal? Chastity asked. Sadly, yes, Doug replied. I placed my cup down. I bet I can prove to the two of you that he was not interested in me. Oh, I know what this is. It's the fishing game, Chastity said. What? I have no idea what she was saying. Fishing game. It's a term we used to use at the club. It's where a stripper got a nibble from one guy. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, other guys want a nibble. I was trying to figure out what a nibble meant in this scenario. They get extra tips or extra... Nibble? I asked her. She sat up straight and let out an awkward smile. It's where one guy tries out the stripper, then others will follow. I was still confused. Why would other guys follow me? Then she added the term to my situation. So with you, Sarah, Chuck took the first nibble on you and opened up your single vibes to the world. And now other guys are noticing this, so they want a nibble. I really didn't like where this is going. I picked up my cup and said, I have been single for years. Why now? Doug looked at his watch. We need to get back to the office. I got up and walked over to the waiter, who was now behind the counter. I went over to pay for the coffee. So, how was the coffee? He asked as he reeled up the total. I looked at him again, confused. You already asked that. He realized his embarrassment and said, Oh yes, forgot. Sorry. It's fine, I casually said handing him my credit card. I looked up at him and the fishing game conversation played out in my head. So I asked him, can I ask you something? Were you flirting with me back there? The waiter leans on the counter and looks at me. Actually, I was. Didn't you notice I was talking to you and not anyone else? It intrigues me. Interesting, but why me and not the other girl? He looked behind me and returned to me. 
Well, she looks like someone's mom, and you... Well, he sucked in his lips. You're different. There seemed to be something interesting about you. My excitement turned to disappointment. That word, different. Why do people need to use this word to describe me? I snapped my credit card out of his hands. So, can I take you out? He asked. It's impolite to ask someone out while you're working, I told him and walked away. I was sitting at my desk listening to a podcast and working when the conversation with the waiter popped into my head, trying to understand why the waiter would use the word different. Then, the conversation with Chuck also popped into my head, using that word as well. I tried to shake it off and return to doing what I was doing. These conversations keep coming at me. Another one with a guy I once dated a few years back also called me different. I like how you're different, Sarah. I never mind being called different by guys. Mainly, it made me feel like I was not like other girls, that I was my own unique person. I took a deep breath and turned my focus back on the podcast. Once I had the podcast on my mind, I could return to work. I sat there working until that conversation I had many years ago popped into my head again. That conversation that turns my likeness for the word different into hatred for it instead. It was one of my very early relationships with a guy named Josh. We went to college together. In fact, we took math classes together. We dated for a while. He always told me how different I was from other girls he dated. Everything was fine until curiosity got the better of me. When I asked him why, he would always describe me as different. He laughed. Don't you get it, Sarah. People are just being polite when they call you different. They don't want to upset you. When someone calls you different, it means that you're weird and not in a good way. You're creepy, an oddball, unconventional, too smart for your own good. Nobody likes people like that. They will use the word different to describe you because you're nothing but a creep, and they are trying to tell you that you need to change your ways to fit in. That hit me hard, very hard. Did I need to change myself in order to fit in with society? What is wrong with the way I am? Then I realized that Josh was trying to tell me he wanted a normal girlfriend and was using the word different to try and break up with me. I pushed myself away from my desk, wondering if that was true. Do people use the word different to describe those weirdos who are beyond the weird factor? I walked into Doug's office. My best friend will let light on this. I sat on the chair before him. How would you describe me to others? This is Sarah, a girl I work with, he said. I sat there thinking about that statement. Then I finally said, say if you find someone to date me, how would you describe me to them? Doug thought slightly, then said, so I know this girl at work. Her name is Sarah and she's different. I rolled my eyes at him. Seriously, even Doug would use that word. He noticed and then asked, what's wrong? Why does everyone describe me as different? Chuck, the waiter, you. I folded my arms in a huff. I'm not different. I'm this person who does stuff. Doug places his pen on his desk, realizing what is going on. Sarah, don't take it the wrong way. Different can be a good thing. I turned my attention to him. Is this why you won't date Chuck or the waiter because they called you different? He asked. I chose not to answer that and turned my attention away from him. Doug got up from his desk and walked over to his whiteboard. Sarah, he said, trying to get my attention again. You see, there are four kinds of girls in the world that guys like. He drew a line down the middle of the whiteboard. You see, there are the first kinds, the super fake. These ones look very expensive, fake all over and heavy on the makeup. They look more like expensive dolls than real women, he said as he wrote the words super fake on the top of the line. He turned to face me to see if I was paying attention. Still, 
I did not like where this was going. On the opposite side of this are the sporty girls, the ones who are real but athletic, don't have too much makeup, but look like they could take over your yoga class without you knowing, he said as he wrote sporty at the bottom of the line. He then drew another line across the other line. Then you have on this scale the pixie manic dream girls, you know, those ones, who acts weird for the sake of being weird because they think it's cute. He stood there with a close smile, seeing if I was paying attention. He returned to the board and added, See these girls, guys always like, but then they get to know them further and find out they are a strange bunch of people. Then he moved to the end of that line and said, So the opposite of that would be the bohemian girls. These are those trust fund hipsters, who are always bored no matter what you do, always negative and talk to you like it's a chore they have to do. You know that strange, lazy voices they do. He stood there giving me another one of his closed-mouth smiles, seeing if I understood what he was on about. I really don't get it. None of these girls are different, I told him. They all have something going for them, whether it be fake, competitive, dreamy, or spoiled. No one would call them different. Where am I in all of this? Doug pointed his finger up at me to say, Hold on, then there is you. He turned to the whiteboard and drew a small circle in the corner of the board, so far away from his cross. He points to it. See, that's you, Sarah. You are right here, in your own category, in your own world, I said to him. Well, yeah, he said. He looked at his diagram and said, Now I see why people call you different. This made me even more angry. I don't want to be different. I want to have a label. Different means you're too weird for the weirdos, I told him and left his room. Doug comes into my office. I watch him sit on my couch and say, you got plans tonight? I thought about it and answered, no, wondering what Doug was up to. I thought about what you said and that diagram I drew up. You mean the Sarah Miller's own world diagram? I told him that I was still a bit angry about it. Well, there should be more types on that diagram. I know I forgot about basic bitches and a few others. Might need to turn it into a star more than a cross, Doug added. This was not helping the situation. I knew asking for Doug's opinion on my life struggles was a bad idea. I should have just done what my dad said. Bottle up your feelings and never let them out. I thought I might cheer you up tonight. I signed us up for speed dating. My heart sank. No, only I'm making myself feel bad for how people describe me. But now I have to be in a room full of more people who think I'm different. No way, nope, not going. Nope, I said to Doug. Come, it would be fun. You get to dress up and explain yourself a dozen times, Doug said, trying to turn this situation into a good one. I just sat there staring at him. Not only was I angry about this situation, but going on a speed date added fuel to the fire. You can fake yourself. Pretend to be someone else. Doug still trying to make the situation better. I continue to stare at him angrily. Please, Sarah, allow me to meet someone too, Doug said as one final pledge. I don't know what to say. If I can be Doug's wingman, then fine. I'll go. Fine, I said. Doug jumped off the couch excitedly. He fist-pumped the air and left the room. There was a knock on my door. I knew it was Doug by the knocks. It's like he is some sort of pissed-off neighbor trying to get me to be quiet. I finally opened the door to find Doug with arms wide open, looking me up and down. I mimicked his actions, confused about why he looked at me like this. What? I finally said to him. I guess words would give me some sort of reasoning for his actions. We are going out on a speed date, and this is what you wear? He pointed at my outfit. First, I forgot about this speed date thing, and second, what was wrong with what I wore? 
I looked up and down and saw my doc, skinny jeans and oversized white shirt, my leather armband, hair put up with vintage style, and my bandana covered up some of the loose hair I had. I knew I was wearing my black frame glasses, and I could see the color black framing everything I saw. What is wrong with what I'm wearing? I asked Doug. Nothing, but it seems we are going out on dates. Shouldn't you wear something nicer? He told me as he went into my bedroom. Dates? I said, following him in. That's plural. Yes, speed dating, Sarah. Speed dating, Doug said as he threw my striped t-shirt at me. The idea of speed dating is we go on many dates at once, he continued watching me changing tops. Okay, I said, tucking myself into my pants. But I'll tell you now, I'm going to hate it. How could you hate something if you haven't tried it? Doug said as he walked out of the room. I have dated a few times and didn't like them. So I know I'm not going to like a buttload of them at once, I said, as I followed Doug from room to room. I grabbed my keys and bag and followed Doug out the door. You owe me a Coke if this fails, I told him as I closed my front door. I stood at the bar entrance to find other people standing around. Some were already drinking and talking to each other, and others were just standing there wondering what the hell they got into. Drink? Doug asked me. I nodded yes to him, and he left me just standing there. As he left, a brightly colored lady stood in front of me. She had a huge smile, and her eyes popped out of her head. All I could see of her were teeth and bright red lipstick. I really don't like extra extrovert people. I stepped back, and she followed my step. Hello, she said, as she followed me. You here for the speed date? She asked me. I looked around the bar, looking for Doug, hoping he would come to my rescue and we could leave. Um, do I tell her yes, or do I tell her no? Well, great, she said excitedly before I could finish my sentence. She pushed onto her tablet and asked, so who are you? I continued to look around, trying to find Doug, but I still couldn't find him. Sarah, I said while looking for Doug. Oh, which one, Sarah Smith, Sarah Agnes, Sarah Miller, or Sarah Dine? I didn't know how to answer her. There were that many Sarahs at this thing. Who would each guy know which Sarah is which? It's not like we are all clones. Miller, Sarah Miller, I finally told her. Doug Winterfield, Doug said, handing me my beer and coming out of nowhere. She looked through her tablet and smiled. Yes, great, you registered. People sometimes turn up without a word. It just makes things harder. She pinned a number onto my t-shirt number eight and then pinned one to Doug. She tapped on her tablet some more and then she walked off. I sipped my beer as I heard her say hi to another person in the bar. I looked at Doug and noticed his number was 14. I looked around the bar to see who else had numbers. I noticed a few other girls with lower numbers and some guys with higher numbers. The math's brain in me started to calculate why certain people had specific numbers, but it was a simple calculation. Boys got higher numbers and girls got lower numbers. I heard a bell ring and the host waved her arms around to gather us all into the back room. As we took our stands, she explained the rules to us. Girls sit still in designated spots, and the boys rotate to the left. We get 15 minutes for each person before the buzzer goes, and they move on to the next person. I stood there counting. About eight girls and eight guys were there. Eight times 15 equals 120 minutes, which is two hours. So we are stuck here for almost three hours. Great. I sat down at the table that number eight on and looked around the table. There was a jug of water, two glasses, and a clipboard with some paper. The first bit of paper had the words, 
wish list on it. Underneath the title were some instructions. Write down the number of the person you wish to continue with. Hand it to the host, and the host will hand it back with names and numbers. So we aren't supposed to tell them our name? I lifted the next piece of paper and started to read it. Here is a list of questions you could ask to get the conversation going. Like, what do you do for a living? Or what are your favorite things? There were at least 50 of them. How am I supposed to go through all 50 questions in 15 minutes? I put the clipboard down, let out a huff, grabbed my beer and noticed someone already sitting in front of me. He smiled and said, you really don't want to be here, do you? I looked at him wide-eyed, unsure if he heard my huff. He was handsome, slightly tanned, with long black hair, and dressed very nicely. Rolex wristwatch on his left side. Sorry, I told him. Are we allowed to talk to each other before she rings the bell? He giggled, and his smile was more significant this time. I could see all of his perfectly straight white teeth. I can't see why not. We can break a few rules, he answered. Hi, I'm Gus. By the way, I screw my face up. Out of all the names in the world, this is the name his parents decided to settle on. Gus? For a handsome man like this, he looks like he belongs in all of the Hallmark Christmas specials. Did your parents want you to be an exterminator? I asked him. He laughed, and then the buzzer went for us to start. So we only have 15 minutes. I guess I'll start, I said as I put down my beer. I explained to Gus who I was, what I did for a living, why I have a strange accent, and what my favorite things are like the list suggested. He sat there taking it all in, but I could see he didn't understand or didn't seem to be that interested in me. I stopped talking, and it was Gus's turn. He explained to me the same things. What he did for a living, he was a stockbroker. Where he was from, he was from Iowa and moved to Portland for work. His favorite things, hiking, sports, and his dog, which I gave him a bonus point for. He also talked about his future, looking to settle down with his perfect girl and have a bunch of kids. I swallowed hard. The idea of kids scared me. The buzzer went. Thanks, Sarah, he said, and placed his hand for a shake. I greeted his shake and smiled awkwardly. Before I had enough time to gather my thoughts, the next guy sat down. I looked in his direction, noticing he was quite a loud person. Hey, how's it going? He questioned me. I sat there staring at him while he asked a few more questions towards me. He had what you call a dad's body with a beard. He wore glasses and a Hawaiian shirt with little stormtroopers on them. He has dark blonde hair. I'm Anthony. I'm 33 years old and I work in IT. He responded after the buzzer went. I'm into Marvel. Gross. Star Wars, which version? And long walks in the park? Then he let out a laugh. That was a joke. I do like playing ultimate frisbee, he added. I sat there staring at him, unsure what to say. Should I leap into his arms and have sex with him because he is into Marvel and Star Wars? Everyone is into Star Wars and Marvel. I didn't realize how long I had been staring at him when he said, um, you know this goes both ways and we don't have much time. So I started to say, okay, I'm Sarah. Okay, off to a good start. I'm, wait, I don't feel comfortable telling him my age. Old enough, I thought about what else to add. I work in learning and development. I have no idea what that's about, he said with an attitude. I was taken aback by this. I guess he doesn't care what I do. I tried to move on. Yeah, I like Star Wars too. What do you mean you don't know L&D? I have worked in the industry for 10 years and run my own company. How did you survive without it? He sat there looking at me. 
He tried to find the words, but the buzzer went when he finally found them. He got up and moved to the left. Save by the bell! As I watched Anthony leave, the next guy sat down. He grabbed my attention. He was slightly taller than me with dark curly hair, a black v-neck sweater and dress pants. The buzzer went off again, scaring me, and I jumped a little in my seat. I will not get used to those buzzers. That thing is quite loud, this guy says to me. I turn my attention back to him. Yeah, is all I could manage to get out. Can I start? He asked. I waved my hand for him to start. He clears his throat and says, Hey, I'm Lester. I own a bookshop. Okay, now he has my interest. I let him keep talking. I have a philosophy major and a cat named Pixar. My favorite things to do are watch films, read, and traveling. Once again, I sat there staring before I realized what I was doing. Shit, sorry. My turn. Sarah, run my own business. I have a cat named Frankenstein. My accent is real. I noticed he was staring at me, so I continued. Um, I like reading, watching B-graded films, documentaries, and TV shows people never heard of, and yes, I still watch cartoons. I like bike riding and hiking. I do love a good exhibition at a museum or art gallery. Oh, and yeah, I love a good rock concert as well. And finished with a smile. Rock concert? He asked. Like loud bands? Yes. Doug and I saw the killers last week and La Tigre the week before. But the best one so far was Fat Boy Slim. Man, that guy still knows how to whip a crowd into a frenzy. Now it was his turn to sit and stare, wondering if he had made the mistake of picking me next. He finally snapped out of it and asked, do you like the symphony? I don't know. I have never been. I always thought I wasn't good enough to go to one. Lester laughed. Everyone is good enough for the symphony. He continues to giggle. Once his giggling died, he said, maybe I could take you some time? The buzzer went and Lester looked to his left side and then back at me with a smile. Before he said anything else, he got up and left. The next guy sat down. I could hear him breathing. I saw a sweaty, overweight, red-in-the-face guy winking at me. I looked at him, fully aware this guy was not right for me, but you never know. The buzzer went, and the first thing this guy said was, let's cut to the chase. I'm looking for a pretty thing to spoil. I'm happy to give you a weekly allowance. I'm not looking for sex, but I ask you to clean my house naked, and every Friday night, dress as a teddy bear and sit on my lap. He said lap like it was a dirty word. I looked him up and down. How could this not lead to sex? I can only imagine what type of acts I will need to perform further if I agree to this. So, are you into Star Wars? I finally settled on saying. Yes, but no Ewoks. You can dress like a Wookiee if that's your thing. Dressing like a teddy bear is not my thing. Why would dressing like a Wookiee would be? As the night went on, all I heard was how amazing Star Wars is. Marvel is king, and nobody understood learning and development. I just wanted to leave. Finally, the last guy sat down. You come here often? I looked up to find Doug sitting. Thank Christ, someone normal, I told Doug. This place is sad. Every guy talks about Star Wars with me. Yeah, I know Star Wars is great, but there's more to life than Star Wars. Do you come here often? Doug repeated himself, ignoring what I said. What? I didn't get it. Play along. I want to see what it's like to date you, Doug said. Then ask me out, I told him. Then it won't be a date. I know too much, he said. I repositioned myself in my chair and said, Hello, I'm Sarah. I run my own business. What kind of business? Doug quickly fired a question at me. Learning and development, I replied. 
Oh, I heard L&D is all the rage these days. It's one of those in-jobs, Doug said, placing quotation marks around the word in. This made me giggle. Yeah, you could say that. I don't like Star Wars, Doug added. Really? What do you like? I asked him. Well, going on picnics, seeing a movie, getting caught in the rain, and watching bizarre documentaries. I know Doug pretty well. I know some of those things are true, like documentaries and going to the movies, but the rest I wasn't sure about. What about you? Doug finally asked. I thought about whether I should tell him the whole truth or half-truth, or go all in and lie. Me? Well, I do like hiking. That is the whole truth. And I do like going to the movies. That is the entire truth, and Doug knows this. I also like getting caught in the rain, half-truth. I do like it when it rains, but standing in it for long periods sucks. Of course, I like Star Wars is the whole truth. And I love to read. That is the entire truth, and Doug knows this one too. The buzzer went, and Doug and I didn't move. We sat there staring at each other, smiling. It's been fun, Zara. And Doug got up to leave. It's Sarah, I yelled at him. After two hours of meeting, eight guys, including Doug, flew by quickly. As I stood in the room watching everyone else talk to one another, Doug came over and joined me. Are you ready to go? I nodded my head as I was ready to leave two hours ago. The host came over to the two of us. Ah, it's nice to see someone make a connection. Doug quickly grabbed my waist and said, Oh yes, we are very connected. I can't wait to marry her. I pushed him away. Fuck off, Doug. We will never get married. The host was confused about Doug's stupid joke, but she snapped out of it and handed Doug a piece of paper. Here you go, number 14, your connections. Doug looked at the paper, smiled and placed it in his pocket. I turned to face her to see if I get the same thing. I could smell the coffee on her breath as she smiled at me. So, I awkwardly said to her, do I get a piece of paper? She looked through her tablet and asked, what was your number? I huffed out eight. She looked through the tablet once again and then shook her head. I was in for some bad news. She placed her tablet on the lock and said, well, the main thing is, you had fun. I felt a hot, burning sensation coming up in me. Not one person at this speed date wanted me, not even sweaty daddy. I grabbed my jacket and left quickly, leaving Doug still standing there. Doug and I walked down the street. We were very quiet. I looked around the street seeing other people walking around. I felt sad. I could feel my eyes watering. I went back to looking at my feet as we walked. I can't believe I didn't get any numbers. I just wanted to go and bury my head in a bunch of pillows. Doug broke the silence. I'm sorry, Sarah. It's fine, I said, aware it really wasn't. I took a deep breath and asked Doug, would you ever describe me as different? I see Doug thinking about this and then saying, no, well, not anymore. You are more unique unconventional, and individual. He placed his arm around me and pulled me in closer to him. Sarah, the main thing is, you are your own person. You don't follow trends or be fake. You know what you want, and you go after it. You know what you like, and you don't care what people say or think about it. I like your weirdness, and sometimes you mention that you're jealous of your parallel universe version of yourself because she is living a better life than you. You're interesting and know way too much, you should be proud to be your weird self. Don't let anyone take that from you. Then he placed a kiss on the corner of my forehead. Just hearing that cheered me up a bit. It's better than being called different. You have been listening to Learning and Development. Tune in next time.